Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another Donneron podcast. Uh, we're on episode whatever, day whatever, whatever. of uh, Disco Elysium. I am Bo. And I am Don. And uh, before we go any further, I do want to uh, thank our sponsor, Ashley Luann K on Instagram. Uh, links to her Instagram are, again, found in the description of this video uh, down here, up yeah. there. I don't know where they are. But um, honestly, guys, uh, Ashley Luann K on Instagram. It's a great resource. Uh, my wife, who's been a nurse for five years, has actually found stuff that she could use from it. Uh, education, lifestyle, occupational, uh, just sort of everything that goes into uh, being a nurse. So we do strongly encourage you to check her out if you have any questions about that profession or even any curiosities. Okay, so uh, I went back to the shack. And, and you uh, fell asleep. I fell asleep. You, uh, you know, you, you, you listened to the ocean. as it. Every, like, like, Harrier's doing pretty good. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He, he found out he, tr- he crashed his car, but Kim says that he's worth more than the car. So he he was doing pretty good before all this, but he's, now he's he's really feeling himself. Yeah, he shaved up. He got rid of the expression. Uh, he's he's working on himself. He's earned Kim's respect. Yes. Um, and he's he's made. A, I, I dare say he's made a few friends in Martinez. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you um, were leaving to go to the shack, uh, Mor- the Morels, Lena and her husband, mm-hmm. Lena, the woman you crashed into at the very beginning, right, and then gave you the kind green eight pin. They're getting ready to head out because they haven't found their uh, the Insulindian phasmid, this giant walking stick insect. But Lena tells you the reason that they are looking for it is actually kind of interesting. When she was a child, she remembers playing in the reeds by her, ha- by her home. And one morning, she sees the reeds rise up, and she's, and, and she's filled with awe and wonder as she's sure she sees this giant walking stick insect. And then it skitters away as fast as it came. And this was always a story she would just tell at parties around college. Like, you would tell, like, I heard a noise at night in my uh, childhood home. It must have been the axe-murdering ghost of the neighborhood. Right. It's just you play it up. But then her husband hears it. He's a cryptozoologist, and that just happens to be a cryptid. There happens to be a legend of a giant walking stick. So, of course, they start talking. They hit it off. Lena, low-key, when her husband's not around, says, I'm worried that if this thing isn't real, then what is our relationship? Have I just been a source? Am I just like a party favor that grew attached to him? It's just... That's an interesting story. I like when games put in the effort to go that extra mile. Even if it's just some random side quest thing. That's why I love to put it in. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they leave, and it's just kind of like... like they're still together. They still have the same passion. They're still going to look for it. It's like the impossible ideal. It's like communism. <laughs> Just because you're never going to get it doesn't mean you shouldn't chase for it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Drop, we're so, dropping some sick beats here. Oh, like, uh, hey, just call me hey. the Noid, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, Egghead. Just call like, me Egghead. Yeah. Uh, Harrier's going to cut it up. Sad style, <laughs> Johnny Law. You, Johnny Law is going to tear it up. Sad style. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you've got. All right. I wake up. I'm going to head back into. You've Martin got a suspect. And the well, fishing is village. he meeting me here, or am I going back? Because we're going to go. Yeah, he meets you outside your shack. You're already in the fishing village. Hey, man. Hey, it looks like you know what. You look good. I think the shack actually agrees with you. I'm glad you're out of that room. Uh, you know what? The sea breeze, man. Yeah, the sea breeze. So there's only we've looked all over this. Fishing village. There's only one other place she can be. The Feld building. Let's head out there. Let's go. You see a well-kept man with his son. Uh, presumably his son. There's a young boy. 
And he is remarking on the mural on the side of this building. You hear him giving the field building. This is where they made computers. Not just any computer, son. Not the radio computers you know. This was going to be revolutionary, but then the war happened, and, well, the rest is history. He sees you coming. Ah! Detectives, I assume. Yeah, uh, Detective Harrier Dubois. Ah, and Lieutenant Kim Kitsuragi. I was just telling my son a little of the history of this uh, great place we call Ravishall, specifically Martinez. Uh, he's he needs some he needs some field learning, man. He uh, it's good to learn pride in your home. Yeah, and uh, where do you live, by the way? Uh, there, I'm going to point to the shack. Ah, uh, oh, it's nice. Actually, I I wish I kind of envy you. I I live in Jamrock. We both do, of course. <laughs> anyway, Wait yeah. Minute, aren't I from Jamrock? Is that forty-one? Yeah, that's uh, yes, that would be precinct forty-one. I'm from Jamrock. Yeah, I. I want to say you're familiar, but I don't. Uh, you, might, you might just have that kind of face. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of people who look. You look kind of sad, man. Is there anything I can help you with? Uh, yeah, we're looking for someone—a a red-haired woman. Oh well, yeah. I uh, just got here this morning with my boy, but. You know, there are a lot of places she could be hiding. If, there's gonna, if I was going to hide, this is the place I'd do it. What's your name, sir? My name is Trent Halberstram. That doesn't sound like a Ravishaw name. Ah, this is a very ethnically diverse name. This is a very ethnically diverse town. It's not a Martinez name, I'll give you that much. Ah, that's true. Uh, there is one more thing you could do for me, sir. All right. Have a nice day. <laughs> right back at you. I'm going to go check out this building. All right. Um, you're getting a shiver. Like that shiver that you got. Crap! There's pale hair too, Kim. Like that, it's that, that shiver you got when you found the gun. When the, oh. When the wind was practically telling you where there was something there. It's like the city's talking to you. And it's telling you that I there never is did something. I those pedals. Yeah. Uh, um. There is something here. There is something. You, you just get, you know what? Kim, it's, this is it, man. We're going to find something here. We just need to find a way in. There's a ladder. Good. It's a very old, rickety ladder. Kim looks at it, takes one look at it, and says, I'm not climbing that. <laughs> I'm going to climb it. Okay. You put one foot, and you, tell, and you can tell it's rickety. The whole thing shifts. But you have another idea. Kim, what if I teleported to the roof? What? Would you like to teleport? There is a check you can make to try to teleport to the roof. Kim, I got a crazy idea, man. Uh, seven. Critical success. Number. Do I teleport? You close your eyes. You make this. You, you look like you make the Jesus pose. The T pose, yeah. You feel the sea breeze. You feel static electricity build around you. It's as if you can no longer feel the boardwalk underneath your feet. And just like that, you feel yourself moving through the world. Trent Halberstram says, My God, I cannot believe it. You open your eyes. You're on top of the building. Kim looks at you and says, for the record, you didn't teleport. You closed your eyes and climbed the ladder. Works. (laughs) I'm going to go inside. I'm going to. There's another way, but it's lame. I'm going to get the door open. Uh, Yeah, you you go down the ladder. You go up the ladder. You see a way down. You climb down the staircase. You open a door and let Kim in. You hear a low-grade rumbling throughout these tunnels. You're underneath the building at this point, in the boardwalk. It's look, ca- cave of tun- there's a bunch of yeah. cave. On, in the flashlight, you see a hidden room. 
There's bunk beds. There is a portrait of Krasmazov, the leader of the Communist Party. Looks like this was a bunker at some point, a hideout anyway. Yeah. Um, you see a communist hat, like an Urshanka, but it doesn't give you the perception that the frog hat does. Keeping the frog hat. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's nothing really of note here. You do note that there is a firing slit from which one could possibly shoot, but then you look through and you can't see the whirling in rags from here. Okay, so, so the guy, it, like the balcony shot kind of looks more r- realistic at this point. Yeah. Because it's really hard to imagine the shot coming from anywhere else. Yeah. Anyway. So and she had the perfect way to get away. Yeah. At the balcony. So this is, if Ruby is hiding here, like Kim, like pats his gun, you pat your gun. Yeah. Just, uh, you, 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 you do hear that low grade humming and it's getting bigger. You're following it to its source. You walk out into an open area and you find yourself in alarming pain. It's like, it's, it's like the church. It's like what happened in the church, only amplified, closer. The lights come on and you see a strange device that looks kind of like a camera with a dish pointed at you. You see the red-haired woman with her arms folded. She's got a gun, but it's a pistol. Can't say I'm pleased to see you, detectives. Could you turn that off? I really don't want to do that. Here's what's going to happen. This isn't going to kill you, but it's going to stabilize you while I walk away. Ruby, listen, I, we just want to talk. God, I'll lower it down. You, can, you can't move, but it's not killing you. Ruby, listen, we're just trying to figure things out. Yeah, 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 I'm sure you are. Listen, if you're not the one that did if if you're not the one we're looking for, then she's in trouble. Who's in trouble? The dancer? I can't remember her name. Lazier? Yeah. Yeah, she sent you after me, didn't she? No, I swear she didn't. Oh, so the Hardy boys sold me out then. No, I'm a good detective. I found out where you were. Yeah, you are a good detective. You're the human can opener. You're Laputa Madre's peony. What? Kim, uh, like, the mob boss that I was talking about earlier. I don't know who that is. I have amnesia. I just know the ca- the case. is the only thing I know. Listen. Yeah, I'm not going to believe that. Not believing it. I'm going to start singing the church. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I can't move at all. Clausier. So, uh, yeah. They all like they all told you where I was, but I understand. Yeah, you're the cam. You're, you're the can opener. So, what do you think happened? <sighs> Look, all I know, all that I know, is the dude was shot mm-hmm. in his mouth, mm-hmm. and he was strung up by the mob by mm-hmm. the Hardy Boys mm-hmm. that night. Those are the only facts I have. Yep, Clausier was a. Uh, she had a good idea there. Wait, what? It was Clausier's idea. She got me, said she needed my help with something. Went up to the room, guy was already dead. She had the idea to move him to the shower, then she told him, then she came up with this great idea of using the dead mercenary as a political prop, as a political prop. Titus Hardy went for the idea immediately. Okay, so who, who thought to use the shower? Uh, to that make was Clausier. It, it was all her idea. She already had it. Wheels were already turning for her. Ruby, I just want to figure things out. Can you turn this off? 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I will tell you this. Clausier is not who she says she is. Then I'm going to have to look again to go talk to her. Yeah, you can go talk to her, I'm sure, unless she split. You know, she's not really a disco dancer is what I'm saying. She, those people that are after her, she's a, she's, a, she's a spy. And there's one thing the moral intern does not like. It's people who steal company secrets. Who would send a sp- Oh, I guess she's on the hide. Yeah, she came here to hide. She had a problem. Suddenly, there was a dead mercenary in her bedroom with his blood all over her. She needed help. So I helped her. That's what friends do. Now she sent you after me. What about the room, Ruby? What room? The room with the peephole. Don't know what you're talking about. I think you do. Nope, I do not. No luck there. No luck No luck there. No luck. I don't know anything about a peephole. You don't know anything about a peephole over her bed? Mm-mm. Sure, I liked her. We had fun. I understood things were over. Didn't approve of Lely, but I didn't kill him. And I didn't look at him. Wait. Le- wait. Ellis Courtenauer. His nickname was Lely. Okay. Hang on, let me think here. This is a tough egg to crack when I can't just shoot her. <laughs> um, you can try to make a check to destroy the pale emitter, but you But I thought to, I couldn't move. You can move, but only only with you'll you'll start taking damage. I've got one bullet left. Let's you try and destroy the pale. It's the only option I you have. You can't really get a good beat on it because you're like you're really shaky. You can you'd be better off just like trying to jump into it. Okay, yeah, let's. All right, roll do, roll for it. Five. All right, that's a failure. You're stuck in the pale emitter. It's this this thing is a pale emitter. She explains. Yes. This thing is a pale emitter. It's one of those devices using high frequency radio waves that they use to transmit yeah. across the pale. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Maybe you're very clever. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Detectives, I'm I'm serious. I did not kill her. I am on the outs with Laputa Madre. I don't want to be found either. That's why I'm going to leave. If you want to advance your case, you need to talk to Clausier if she hasn't bolted. Okay. Okay, then get the hell out of here. So, wait, if you leave, who turns it off? It'll. Oh, I'm going to turn it off right now, and you're going to recover for a few minutes, at which point I will be gone. <sighs> Just whatever. All right, she turns it off, runs, and she does the Carmen Sandiego. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and she runs away. That was a lot of wasted time looking for her. Kim says, well, we do know that uh, Clausier has been lying to us, not just to well, protect Well, we don't herself. know that. Well, she's not being completely honest with us. So let's go, let's go make sure she's still there. Okay. You head back uh, across the canal. Mm. Oh, you also, uh, d- you did find... Uh, you searched R- Ruby's place. You found a diary about, um, and it basically confirms what she told you that okay. it, when okay. cl- that she went to help Clausier because she liked her, and he was already dead okay. of the gunshot wound. Okay, she helped clean up, but it was Clausier's idea. That's the okay. discrepancy you need to fi- figure out. Well, I got to figure out who communism is because yeah. he's already <laughs> told me that's what killed him. Okay, so you cross a, you, you you cross back across the water locks. She's not gonna be there. She's not gonna be there. She's not gonna yeah. be there. And um, your inland empire picks up that th- that that voice yeah. in your head that protects you. There's danger ahead. You hear 
a Western guitar. Like a country Western <laughs> it's, guitar? It's, it's non-diegetic, but you hear a Western yeah. guitar in your head. And your tie says, dude, you need to put me in the bottle of medicinal spirits right now. I'm, I'm going to do it. Inland Empire says, you don't have to do this, Ty. I, no. Inland, Inland Empire, I want to do this. Fellas. You uh, hear voices, raised voices. You sneak up, you, like you, you, and, you and Kim look at each other. You advance toward the whirling and rags, because that's where the voices are coming mm-hmm. from. All of the, the Hardy Boys and Elizabeth are arrayed in front of the whirling and rags, and there are three men, two men, one woman, in oh, heavy God. armor. One of them is head to toe in armor. He's got a automatic rifle. And at the head of at, at what the other man here is that one strike breaker, the buff one in the ill-fitting clothes that was always looking at you, tapping his ear and talking. The other one you have not seen, her name is DuPaul, you pick up. And she is just stone cold. Elizabeth is saying, you guys are drunk. Think this through. And the, uh, and DePaul pipes up, this loincloth is merciful. She'll let us go if we just forget that they humiliated our commander and killed him. Kim looks at you. You look, you look at Kim. This is it. The big showdown between the mercenaries and the Hardy Boys. The Hardy boy, like Titus Hardy, gets out above Elizabeth. He tries to get her behind him. And he says, look, guys, we can work this out. We can explain. He, he's outgunned, and he knows it. All that confidence he had about handling right, things. Right, He sees the armor. He oh, sees the weapons. Oh, you were once so proud, of course. Yeah, like, like, like they've got pistols, but they're not great shots. And they can't. Can I get to them? Yeah, you can get to them. You can put yourself between. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. You, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, you get, you put your, Kim follows you without, without even yeah. a word. He does whisper to you, if this turns to shooting, go for the leader. That's the big guy. Yeah. With the military crew cut. Hey. Get lost, comedian. You cops had your chance. Now it's time for some justice. I'm, I'm just about there. I'm just about there. <laughs> yeah, you've had your time. I don't care at this point. These guys are dying now. Look. I mean, there's nothing I can physically do to stop you. You're correct. Good, good, good for you. Your necktie says there's one thing. A Molotov cocktail. A spirit bomb, man. You need to use the spirit bomb. On the Mercs? Yes. <laughs> you can do I have a lighter? You have a lighter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You've got the guy, you've got the guy mad. He's 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 talking rhetorically about the shame and humiliation yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. and and while he d- he doesn't realize that you got the bo- that bottle of medicinal spirits, mm-hmm. you've lit your tie on fire, you send it sailing on an arc towards him. In that t- in that one moment, time stops. You remember walking into a department store many years ago, and you see a lonely necktie on a shelf, and you think this might be. This might be my friend. This, the, I've, I've, I've had some rough times. This might be a chance to have fun again. The necktie looks at you as it's flying through the air on fire, and it says, I'm sorry, man. We had some fun, but it wasn't enough. I couldn't heal what you had. No one could. Inland Empire says, I was wrong about you, necktie. It's okay. This is good. The necktie 
burns into the medicinal spirits just as the jar connects with the armor of the mercenary. He's covered in flames. DePaul, who is right out, who is right beside the mercenary, is stunned at what just happened. Rude, the guy with the assault rifle, immediately tries to take a shot at you. Kim is right in front of you, lining up a shot on Rude. He has one shot. This guy is fully armored. The only place he could possibly hit is the eye. He's trying to line up a shot, but he has glasses. This is an impossible shot for Kim. You don't have time to do anything but dodge. So roll. <laughs> Three. Six. Failure. <laughs> Sorry. I had a six. I'm dying? It's, I'm dying? He, he, you get shot in the shoulder, but you remember you have the armor. The bullet glances off of you. You feel a rib crack. You're twirled on your axis. It's not ideal, but you're alive. Kim takes a shot at the exact same time, as does DuPaul. Her shot goes wild over Kim's head as he's aiming a shot. Uh-huh. You hear a scream from the Hardy Boys. You don't know who from. Crap. Kim makes his shot. It's an impossible shot for him, but Rude's eye visor erupts in blood and it looks like he's weeping tears. He's not dead, but he's hurt, and he can't see very well. He's firing blindly into the, into the crowd at this point. You don't have time to worry about that because the mercenary commander, his face is pretty much melted, but he sees you. He still has his gun. Can I take a... Can, can I do anything? You can try to dodge. Oh, seven. Failure. You get a son of a. You, you you take a shot. I'm sorry. You're just not God. This is actually an impossible roll. Oh. Okay. You if you dodge the first one, you're gonna get hit here. If you have okay. the armor, like it could go worse. But yeah. You get shot in the thigh because he knows you have armor. He's aiming something he knows he can hit while fires on his face. The world goes black. You fall on the you fall on the ground. You hear DePaul shouting. You hear gunfire. You hear Titus yell over the din. Protect the cop. He's down. Wow. Hey, you hear, wow. You hear Kim. He's got, you feel Kim's hands on your thigh. He's trying to stop the bleeding. He's saying, stay with me, detective. You open your eyes, and you just barely see DePaul advancing towards Kim. Can I please do something? You can make an authority roll to try to warn Kim and give him your gun, because you have one bullet. Ten. Success. Thank goodness. You hand Kim your gun and warn him. You, you, you tell him to look out. Kim grabs your gun and in one solid motion flings around. You hear two shots and the world goes black. Ancient reptilian brain is saying, we're back here, baby. Death. Sweet, merciful death. You can let go now. No. Are you sure? Uh, dead sure. Uh, No, not dead sure. (laughs) We can let it go now. No, I can come. No. We don't have to worry about her anymore, man. Who's her? The one. You'll know. When the time comes, you'll know. You always do. Then let me go back. You wake up in the whirling and rags in your old room. It's been cleaned. 
you see Kim. He's got a black eye, but he's otherwise all right. Kim, what happened? You set the mercenary major on fire. A firefight ensued. I, I mean, I know that, <laughs> but what? Uh, okay. Is Clausier here? She took off before the mercenaries got here. Son of a buck. Are you okay? I'm fine. You saved my life. He, uh, there, there's an unsaid thanks. There is a felt thanks from him. He like smiles. That's the enough. Smile. Only That's you enough. can smile. That's enough. Uh, you feel your uh, leg. It's been heavily bandaged. You're lucky. You were lucky. It didn't oh. miss. It didn't hit an artery. You got a cracked rib, but that'll heal. That armor saved your life. Gosh, I'm glad we talked to Gary. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry he was mean to you, but he kind of did save my life talking to him. Titus and his boys are downstairs, except for Angus and Theo and Shanky. I think they, they didn't, didn't make it. They died while uh, fighting DePaul. I heard them say protect us. They were protecting us, weren't they? Yes. We were protecting them, and they returned the fight, the favor. Come on. Let's go down there. Uh, I also looked into it, and uh, Joyce Messier is uh, gone. Gone? She took off, I believe. She took off? She left in her boat. I think she's reporting back to her company. And what's weird is three days have passed and no mercenaries have arrived. I was expecting a gunship and a full platoon in vengeance, but something is holding them back. It might be her. Okay, let's go downstairs. I've got a murder to solve. Okay. You head, you head downstairs and... Titus, I'm walking. Yeah, you're limping. Okay. Titus gets up... Like, like Titus has been drinking. He's a little depressed, but he's not like... A sad sack. He's, yeah. He's sad, but he sees you, and he perks up. <laughs> uh, drinks are on me, man. That was a hell of a shot. Hell of a shot. Uh, great fireworks. The guys did not expect that. I'll, I'll just have a Coke, thanks. I'm going to sit down. Uh, uh, yeah. <sighs> hey. Hell, hell, of a day, hell of a few days, man. Hey, I'm sorry about... uh. Yeah, Theo was old. He would have been happy the way things turned out. But Angus... He was a young kid, man. He was a little fat. We always called him fat, but when the time came, he fought like a demon. I tried and, to stop him. Yeah, it's, I know you did, man. You did. Hey, if this cop thing doesn't work out, there's a place for you here with the Hardy Boys. I'm going to do the classic cop, cop thing already ain't worked out, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm stuck in it. Anyway, yeah, Clausier left. Any clue on where? Is she gone? I wish I knew, man. I wish I knew. I guess I can go look at her room from that way. Yeah. About it. Um, you also can talk to Gart. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like give Titus a. Yeah, you can. You can shake his hand I'm firmly. Shake his hand. And you're like, yeah, bros. I'm gonna go talk to Gart. Like, ah, you're up. I'm glad to see. Uh, was the room okay? Room was great, Gart. Yeah, thanks. I was. Uh, I saw the whole thing. I mean, you you took a bullet for the whirling and rags. That I I owe, I owe you that much. I was there. I saw the whole thing happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, the, just the king of the hill. Dale, you took a million fire ants from my boy. I guess I can forgive you for destroying my lawn. Oh, who am I kidding? Of course I can. But, right. um, uh, okay. There, your esprit de corps kicks in, or your authority kicks in. Um, Gart is trying to uh, enunciate that he was in the line of fire, technically. And uh, you're like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of a badass. <laughs> Now you can do a lot. Of, you can say a lot of things. You can be sarcastic, or you can just nod stoically. 
I'm going to nod stoically. You like, nod stoically. You it, man. Gart, nod stoically. Kim Kitsuragi, arms folded, nod stoically. I just, like this. Just three yeah. grown men nodding stoically like badasses. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Going to Clausier's room. Yeah. She leaves. In, there's a note on her bedstand. And she has taken some string and taped it to her window to give you the exact trajectory of where the shot came from. What's the note say? The note says, I'm sorry, I couldn't stay. I hope this helps. All right, where's the, where's the string leading? You see the string lead. There is a narrow space between two large buildings. Between them, you see an island off the shore. There's a, stru- there's a structure on it. Joyce killed him. Joyce killed him. I'll bet she's on that island and she took the shot, Kim. I, I'd say that's crazy, but, well, whatever. Is there any way we get to that island? Well, Lillian is a fisherwoman. At the uh, fish, fishing village, she might have a boat. Oh, yeah, she's cool. Let's we could talk also talk to uh, Everart, see if he has anything to say about what's going on. Okay, the fishing lady is cool, but let's go talk to Everart. All right, oh, Harry, hell of a show, hell of a show. Uh, you know me. Yeah. I'll die for the union. And I <laughs> guess Joyce finally cottoned on to what's going on here. This isn't a negotiation. I'm <laughs> surprised she didn't figure that out earlier. This is a takeover. This terminal is ours. Everhart, I have an honest favor to ask you. Mm-hmm. A real favor. Mm-hmm. I need to get to that island. Ah, well... Normally, I'd help you, but we're, we, more, we generally move things off ships. We don't move things on ships, and that includes you. Uh, but Lillian in the fishing village probably has a boat. Uh, anyway, uh, I, we can, we're going to be a little bit hard to get in touch with now because, you know, I don't think there's any chance that the White Pines is going to try anything because they know we can take them. But... Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna take we're gonna manage this. This is no longer we're no longer employees. We're Harry. We're owners. This is our terminal. To hell with the company. Couldn't have happened to a better guy ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just want to say goodbye, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Right. Okay, you uh, continue on to the fishing village. Mm-hmm. Lillian, uh, good God, Harry, what happened to you? Cop business. Okay, what can I help you with? I'm not a I want to go over there. Ah, yeah, the old anti-aircraft gun from the, the revolution. W- what? It's an old, it's an old uh, thing from the war. The communists put an anti-aircraft gun there to try to keep the, co- the coalition from landing here. The communists did? Yeah. Uh, well, technically, the king put it there, and then the communists took it over. This and has got Joyce written all over it. Then the uh, coalition bombed it. <sighs> Uh, my kids keep talking about there being a fireman there, but I think he's just, uh, I, I, they're, they're kids. Like, it's, the, only, the only real problem with that island is that a lot of it is sunk into the sea. So if you try, if you take my boat, just be careful. Don't want you to tear up the hole. If I tear up the hole, I'll get you a better boat. Okay. I'm going to get on the boat. All right. Kim offers to uh, steer it. Would yeah. you like to uh, play... Sad FM on your boombox. Yes. All right, you play Sad FM. Kim and you just in silence 
progress. That's wicked. That's wicked. Progress to the end of to the progress to the island as a sad disco song plays. This is wicked. There's seagulls cool. flying above you. You pass under the steeple of that church. You can hear dance music from inside. You dock at this island. There's no sign of any other boats. She's gone. Come there on. are a bunch of bunk, but you do see you see a bunch of bunkers. Most of them are bombed out. There's scars from there's 50 yeah. year old scars from the war, and they're not going away. You enter into the you see a bunker with a door. It opens freely. It's not locked. There is a bed. There is a poster of Krasnozov, a communist flag, mm-hmm, a bunch mm-hmm. of books on critical theory and fantasy. They're all old, and you see the bed, and you know what? You're really tired. You're walking around with a gaping leg wound. It's starting to bleed. Kim says, <sighs> if, you want, if you want to take a breather, I can stand watch. Might as well. I'm going to look around the room yeah, while I'm taking a breather. Yeah, you look around. You see a, bunch, you see a mechanism that was once used to uh, move giant anti-aircraft flat cannons. It's, but, but there's a hole where that used to be. There's a bomb that hit here. The structure's still around, but it's a, it's a, it's a ruin. This is a ruin. And there's no way around it. And as you're looking around, you blink, and suddenly you're asleep. You wake up, and Kim is missing. Crap. You follow the only path you can really think of. There's an open door leading out to the beach. Mm-hmm. You find a chain going out into the sea. You don't know where it goes. But suddenly, that chain's not a chain. It's an open street, a paved street. What? There's a video store with neon lights. There's a woman on the street with a suitcase facing away from you. Inland Empire is saying, don't talk to her. What other choice do I have? You don't have a choice. You're talking to her. Hey. Harry, I have to go. Who are you? You look at her. And you know, she's beautiful beyond imagining. Blonde hair. She's late 30s, but she looks just like when you met when you were 18. Harry, I have a flight. I'm going to grad. It's a million kilometers away, practically a different planet. We've been through this. Why are you leaving? We're different people now. Am I still dressed the same? Yeah, you're still dressed the same. But I mean, who were like I don't I don't even know who I am. What do you mean we're different? You were cool once, Harry. I loved you. I still do. But it's not working. It won't work. I have to leave. Uh sucks. Like I don't really know who she is, but this sucks. I'm guessing an ex-wife of some kind or something, ex-girlfriend. The one, the yeah, one, the woman, the she, the, the her, one. the one, you're, the one inland empire doesn't want you to talk, think about. No, wait, hey, no, you, you can't. Who are you? Don't go any. Just I, at least tell me who you are before you go. Who are Harry, you? It always goes like this. You always talk. You always think I'm coming back, and I'm not. No, listen, look, I get it, but wh- who are you? I'm the one who wasted. All of my life trying to make this work with us. And that that sucks. So you're my wife? I'm not even that, Harry. I'll be nothing tomorrow. She turns around and starts walking away. 
she turns back around, she's not that woman anymore. She's Dolores Day. What? And she has a fire in her eyes. Harry, I'm pregnant. Dolores Day. Dolores Day. The figure. No, I'm asking if Dolores Day. (laughs) You keep saying that. No. Pregnant? And it's not yours. I terminated yours. You poor, impoverished bastard. I'll see you tomorrow night. She walks away. You wake up. But you said you were leaving! She walks away. She says she'll see you tomorrow night. You wake up. That was a dream. Oh, it's a weird dream. She's what you see in your dreams when you have your memories. She's Do I have my you, memory back? You have your, 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 you're starting to get more, more of your okay, memory. Okay, okay. Her name was Dora. Dora. Yeah. Dora. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack, but you still have a job. <laughs> Kim is there. He's looking worried. Like, are you okay? It's only been 30 minutes, but I thought you needed sleep. Maybe I should have woken you up earlier. That, that's... I, had a, I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare. Okay, that's it's fine. fine. That's fine. You've been through a lot. I think I got Dolores Day pregnant. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's... Yeah, we'll deal with... Yeah. Uh, I looked around. There's a generator here. I think that might open that blast door that leads deeper into the island, but we need some gas to fuel it. We might need to go out on the coast, see if whoever... Someone's sleeping here. Someone's living here. All right, let's find them. All right, you f- go to another shack. It's up on a, on a cliff face. There is another bed with a bunch of cigarettes. There's a gas tank next to it. More to the point, you see like, a, like there's a concrete, but there's an opening, a window. You look through the window. You squint your eyes. The whirling in rags is right there. It's a crazy shot, but it's possible. With a scope, it's possible. Yeah. You, tell, you want to tell Kim? Yeah. Okay. Son of a bitch. This is it. The shot came from here. So whoever it is that's living here... Look, we got to get in there. Okay. You grab the gas tank. Uh-huh. You open up the... You, you power up the generator. Uh-huh. Last door's open. You emerge into the center of the island. It's more under, It's undeveloped here. There's just reeds. Mm-hmm. You see a smoke from a very swiftly extinguished fire. I can't move that fast. You walk determined, uh, at a determined pace, and you see an old man, dark skin, holding a rifle, as beat up as he is. He sees you coming, doesn't make any move. He's just sitting on a log. As you approach, he coughs deeply and spits blood into the fire. Who are you? I'm a deserter. A a deserter? From the king? I was the commissar for this unit. What unit, man? Good boys. The anti-air crew here. I'm going to sit down. (laughs) This is going to take a while. You notice that he's still holding that gun. Kim points. he, he He takes his gun out and says, dude, we need that gun. He looks at Kim with a with a new with a newfound fire in his eyes. He's getting mad, but he's not getting angry. He's not getting aggressive. He just shoves the gun down. It's a walking stick anyway. It's out of bullets. When'd you, you run out? You pick up the uh, gun. It's a trigong four four six. It shoots four four six rounds. 
When'd you run out of ammo? <laughs> I suppose I still have one bullet left, but that's reserved. Anyway, I ran out a few days ago, about a week maybe. About a week, huh? About a week, about a week. Taking a shot? Oh, yeah, sports shooting. Sports shooting, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. What game? Oh, there's plenty of seagulls. Back when the uh, war ended, I used to hunt for a while to get food. But there are plenty of seagulls, but what I'm asking is what you shot at. It's easier to, it's easier to, it's, it's easier to steal. It's always been easier to steal. What do you steal here? I don't steal. I go out into Martinez every now and again. It was a lot easier after the coalition stopped trying to kill me. At least in earnest. So you're a communist? The last communist. Well, this is a... I mean, I guess the communism did kill him. Like, so... Did you shoot at the... Weather, did you shoot at the rags? <laughs> I've taken a lot of shots. Martinez deserves every shot. You've seen Martinez. It's betrayed the revolution. Uh, it's just people living their lives, man. Exactly. You weren't there. You weren't there the day that capital decided to take off its human mask and crush everything we ever fought for, everything we ever believed in. I was there. I was 15 when I, when I volunteered. We were going to hold back the entire world. But then, and then at 16, I became a commissar. It was the proudest day of my life. They put that uniform on me, and I was part of something. We were going to do something. We were going to fix something. We were going to colonize the pale. And then they told us that the coalition was coming. It didn't matter. You saw that gun. We were going to stop them. We were going to break them. But then, that morning, the horizon disappeared. I couldn't see past the aircraft. Their exhaust darkened the skies. There was a storm cloud coming right for us. I told my men that we would hold, and I went to the map room, except I didn't. I crossed that chain to the mainland, and I hid. I stuck my head between my knees, and I hid. After the earthquake stopped, I walked out and the world had ended. Martinez was in ruins. I swam back to my post. My men were drowned or vaporized. And so I'm here. So you've just been sitting on this island taking pot shots for 50 years? The Communist Party never surrendered. The liberals did. I never surrendered. My war never ended. You didn't surrender, but you... Um, I have the gun, right? You have the gun. You're looking at it. You never surrendered, but you went and hid. I was never trained for guerrilla war. It was hard at first. I had to learn my way around Martinez, how to hide. All the secret passageways, all the little hideaways, all the places you could possibly get parts, food, ammunition. All those bunkers were yours. They were the parties. I was, bo- I was just borrowing them. Often I'd find young boys, even younger than me. They'd shot themselves. They hadn't surrendered. And they didn't run. I didn't stay there long. This is my place. There are no ghosts here except my friends. So, you've just been... You killed the Merc. <laughs> uh, that one. Uh, yeah. He How'd was... you know he was in the room? I look... I look at I look through the scope. Do you remember? You don't remember. Okay, sorry. I. It was comforting at the in the beginning 
Martinez was in ruins. The world had ended. All hope for the future had been crushed with my party, my movement, my home. But then, you know, I, I, the radio. I heard other communists on the radio. They were still fighting. I wanted to join them, but it was too late. By the last few days, all radios went silent. Every time, every day, I'd look, listen for more radio signals from my brothers, and then I heard disco come instead. One by one, the lights came back on Martinez. They moved on as if the world hadn't ended. They made love. They walked. They had children. How could they do that? What's the point? Her. She. Sure, I, I, I watched her. I, I saw her come here. She emerged on a small boat on the beach. She thought no one was watching, but I'm always watching. I admit, I felt something. It's not unproletarian to feel something. And then I saw him with her. Sometimes when you're looking through a rifle scope, you think maybe you can make some bad things go away. Consider it a form of critique. <laughs> he spits more blood in the fire. You're under arrest. <laughs> this is my turn. These are, this is my unconditional surrender. Oh, okay. Kim nudges you. There's more we can get out of this guy. The missing woman from the union. The foreman from the before the from before the Claires. Oh, I actually forgot about that. So who else have you taken out? Oh, put a few Browns in that uh, Philippian, the Philippian king, the statue. Uh, I've been keeping my eye on Renee. Renee. Renee, the old the old soldier. Oh yeah. By the way, as I'm sorry, I missed this part. Renee dies of a heart attack while you're recovering. Oh. That's so sad. you know that. And he talks about Renee, <laughs> that peacock. <laughs> Old as I am. I've got one bullet stashed away for him, special. He's dead. It's, no. He had a heart attack. No, he's not. He can't be. I waited too long. He, 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 he's, he's legitimately crying. In a way, he loved Renee. He's the only person who could possibly understand him. If he because, ever had the strength, yeah. If he ever had the strength to reengage with the world, you blink, and in that moment, this man seems more familiar to you than Kim or anyone else. That's because he's you. If you keep letting the past bog you down, wow, that's deep. At that moment, you hear a rustling in the in the reeds. Oh, nudge Kim towards it. Kim looks off to the reeds. You see a giant stick insect rise from the reeds. Would you like to approach? Why not? You, the, the insect regards you with water. It, it cocks its head. It begins bubbling. You hear a voice. What manner of creature are you? A uh, Human? You are a miracle. What is the nature of your existence? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I do not know either. I exist only in the present. Well, that's. I have no past. I have no future. I see you. I am seeing you. You smell of the reeds. 
I mean, I've been hanging out here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, fine, I'll ask you. Okay. <laughs> What's going on? It could be that I have pheromones that you are attuned to. It could be that you're just hearing voices in your head and projecting f- feelings on things that you find awes- awesome and wonderful. It's probably that second one. It could be. I want you to know that all of the arthropods are in awe of you. And no matter how bad things get, we'll be rooting for you. That's awesome, man. That's We can't figure you out. We go from sucrose reward to sucrose reward, but you, keep, you seem to live in your past. The birds think that that's where the pail comes from. It comes from you. It wasn't here before you. We fear that this may be the second coming of the great, OC, of the great oxygen extinction from before there were things that could breathe the oxygen, but nothing breathes thoughts. So that's a problem. It's that- a problem, and yet you are beautiful to us. You are a miracle, and don't forget it. You see Kim with a camera. You're in frame, like reaching out to it, yeah. keeping it occupied. Yeah. He takes the picture, and in that moment... It's gone. The bug just the bug stops, looks at you for one minor moment more, and retreats into the reeds. You can't see it anymore. Kim takes out the Polaroid. I got it. You can see in the picture the giant walking stick insect towering over you and you holding your hand out to it. But the deserter is saying, what was that? I didn't see anything. What are you guys talking about? Man. Uh, Lena told... um, In Lena's description of the insulinian phasmid, which is what that was, it uses pheromones and chemicals to make you forget that you saw it is what it says. Right. He's been living here the whole time. He can't see it because it's built up inside him. Right. And he also has, um, that's also the reason for some of his psychosexual fixations on Clausier. And what, but he's also, but now Phasman has gone and the notion that you're taking him away from his home, he's shut down. You can't get any more out of him now. I guess we arrest him. We don't have room on the boat, but at the, this point, he has no. He's an old man. He's dying. We'll just leave him here. We'll go get help. Get a boat. Have him under arrest. Does that sound good? Sounds good. You go back to your boat. You go back to the mainland, and you hear the western music again. It's weird. Trent Halberstram is there, along with a face you kind of remember, and another face you kind of remember. One guy has like a John Kerry face with a mustache. I remember that. Yeah. One of them is just a cute little redhead, kind of like she's in her 30s, kind of plain, but otherwise, but, but kind. She has kind eyes. The, uh, and, the John, and John Kerry <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> ah, there you are. Uh, God, Harry, you look like shit. Don't I always? Yes, but that's not the point. Trent, you talk to him. What's the damage? It's strange. He didn't remember me. But at the same time, he's not shaky. He's moving around fine. 
honestly, it's it, like he has amnesia. I'm not disputing that, but he doesn't have brain damage. Okay, so you're acknowledging that I have amnesia, but none of you are telling me who you are. I'm your goddamn partner, Harry. Oh, uh... Kim says, I'm going to ste- take a step back, but not too far. He's there with you. Look, man, I don't remember anything. I know. I know. And I saw the car. That's coming out of my paycheck because I don't see you coming back to the precinct after this. What do you mean you don't see me come back to the precinct? Because you're a goddamn brain-damaged lunatic, Harry. I'm not a lunatic. I solved a murder. How many confirmed cases you got? I'm your partner. 216. Yeah, but it was probably all me. Yep. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) At the same time, Harry, you always do this. I know you pull yourself together to solve the case, and then you hit the drinks again because you can't handle it. I don't remember any of that. I know. Because you're brain damaged. He's not brain damaged, Trent keeps saying. And, And Trent speaks up again. Maybe this isn't... Maybe this is intentional. Maybe this is a perfectly rational way for him to deal with the fact that he is in the most murder-heavy district, the most stressful job, the most stressful position, and dealing with a bunch of personal issues. Yeah, personal issues. I know. I keep hearing about Dora all the time. She was before my time, but I know she did a number on you, Harry. I, I don't know who... I kind of know who Dora is. I kind of pieced that one together. Oh, good. Good. She's back. So you'll be drunk again in no time. Dude, what's your problem? This job is not good to you, Harry. Look, you were a gym teacher. You married Dora. Well, you didn't marry her. This is Revachal. No one gets married. This is a revolutionary thing. You lived with Dora for 12 years, and she was the one that convinced you to stop being a gym teacher and become a police officer to elevate your social status because she was middle class or something. And then after working in a job that you didn't really choose for yourself until you got really clicked with it, she left you. And you keep, and, and you just haven't been able to, and you just keep talking about her all, all the time. So I don't see why we should let you come back. At this point, Kim shows up. Your esprit de corps says, here comes the cavalry. As he said, he solved the murder. We have the murder weapon, we have the perpetrator, and he discovered a new species. Okay, Kim, yeah, I, I discovered a you new species. You, you show him the picture of the, fly, the, the phasmid, mm-hmm. and he goes speechless. What, what the hell is this? Trent recognizes it. Is that the Insulindian phasmid? It is. This is huge. This could really go a long way in helping us with our PR situation. Cop discovers new species. Imagine the play we'll get. This isn't just going to be a revishal. This is going to be, the whole world is going to be all over us, man. This is great. This, like, honestly, forget about the car. Donations will pour in. And um, Kim also says, and whatever, I don't, look, I didn't know him. I wasn't here for the car thing. I acknowledge that he's a little eccentric at times. I don't, I didn't know him before this week. But in this week, he has not touched drugs. He has never touched alcohol. He has worked nonstop from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, except for one break to kill it at the karaoke dan- at the karaoke bar. And I killed it. I killed it. He killed it. I tore he it did. up. Sad. He tore it up. So, Jean looks sad for a moment. He looks at you, 
So do you want to come back? Uh, actually, no. Okay, we'll take you home. And that's it. You go home. And that's the game? That is the game. You could talk to the deserter a lot longer if you don't arrest him immediately. Basically. Is it just, is it just lore? It's just lore. It's motivation. Uh, he was a bitter, resentful old man whose world ended. He Fire. watched Martinez through a, a rifle scope. And he fell in love with Clausier, possibly because of the pheromones of the chemicals of the insulin and phasma accentuating that he recognized that mercenary as a fascist. It is, it does come up if you talk to him enough that the Claire brothers knew he was there. They figured it out and they approached him with the, uh, with the proposal of taking out the former forewoman of the union so that they could take over and turn it into a revolutionary object. However, this man is a communist, not a democratic socialist. He sees the Clare brothers as revisionists and traitors because they didn't do exactly what he wanted. Right. And he thinks they're corrupt, which means he will not give them his blessing. So he's just a bitter, bitter he, person. He has to deal with the fact that he, he, did, he had his moment to he, participate in the revolution. He hid... Everyone else died for the cause. He never got to die for the cause, mm-hmm. so he lived for the cause, even though the cause died. He let that one moment define him. Like he said, like he said, he uh, his world ended, and the his world, world ended, and he doesn't understand why people were moving. Because like uh, the, the striking line out of the whole thing was they were having kids, making families, and I just sort of started letting you talk, but I kind of had uh, Harry at one point say like that's what they do, like, but it's mm-hmm. it's like, but Harry never moved on. Right, Harry never. I, I see. I was getting that. Yeah. Like, cause uh, Harry, he's because uh, like his partner said, he's all about Dora. But I was kind of playing because you weren't like saying like he suddenly got all of his memories back. Mm-hmm. Like I was just kind of playing that like Harry's just Harry knew is getting more memories back as he goes. He's right. Putting things together, but but he, I kind of like the new Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what a game! What a game to unpack. Uh, is it still worth playing? After all this. Absolutely. We skipped a ton of things. And honestly, the music, the different dialogue choices, the animations, the humor, the atmosphere, a lot of lore that we just can't do in this format. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, You you, you got a taste. You got like the main narrative. But ultimately, it's one of those stories where, okay, remember Deadly Premonition or Twin Peaks? You know who killed him. You find out in the second season. Yeah. you, you, You figure it out. But that doesn't mean like, you know, you know who committed the murder. The question isn't who. It's right. It's like when you go to see Titanic. No one yeah. went to see Titanic to see what happens at the end. Yeah. Um, we all knew what happened at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if, if you feel it's worth my time, I'll play it. Okay. Um, I, I highly suggest you guys play it. Uh, thank you so much. This was great. Uh, Gears and then Disco Elysium. We have got some big, big shoes to feel filled on. Yeah. And I cannot wait for you guys to find out what that is. You, know, um, you do end up playing this and you want to talk about it in another podcast where we just talk, talk, talk about the general themes. Where we do what out. we normally do. Yeah. yeah. Just um, josh around a little bit. This is it. fun. Uh, let me play it. We'll come back to this. Okay. Yeah. And uh, guys, uh, this has been a blast. 
uh, yeah, Xenogears and then Disco Elysium. Wow, what a what a year we've had so far. Um, and uh, just a hint, missed content. If you fail to warn Kim, he winds up hospitalized, and you can recruit Kuno as a junior detective to figure out who the killer is. That's actually pretty sick. Um, yeah, there's a lot of missed content with Kuno, but. You got his arc. You got you earned his respect. Yeah. There's a lot you could learn about him through the game. <laughs> well, I, we'll leave that on the table then. All right. Uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. Uh, I had a blast doing it with you guys. I I've hope you've been a dungeon lesson. master before. So um, you killed it. Yep, thank you. You killed it. I had a lot of fun uh, role-playing this character I didn't know anything about. There were some things I could have done better, but we'll... You know what? Next game. Next disc, disc goalie seems gonna have a sequel. I know. So that <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great, honestly, guys. Um, and if you like this sort of role playing thing, we've always kicked around the idea of, of playing a game. Yeah. On yeah. the air, so I, I, I'm a lot more confident in our ability to do that now. That sounds great. Yeah, we were doing we were doing some good we were doing some good acting there nearly yeah, Don. So, so. Uh, guys, uh, please like and share. This has been a, a super fun series. Uh, I know you have friends that will like it. Please share this. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, click the bell. We'll talk to you when we have more uh, stuff to say. And um, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go tear it up, sad style. You know what? Turn away from the ruin. Do it for the working class. <laughs>